and we're back again the day before i guess uh trade deadline eve i guess is the better way to put it yeah. trade deadline eve <laughs> yeah as we are on mainly to talk just flyer stuff you know more chronicles to the depressing flyers talk uh and that's pretty much all we're going to talk about today you can talk about uh the trade that happened with drew uh last night uh other potential guys that are going to get that, whether it's the deadline, offseason, just predictions or whatever, uh, that we'll touch on here and there. Uh, our opinions on the trade last night and just all in all, because realistically, we're trying not to have this one go too long because we're going to get on. If you didn't see Jeff's tweet earlier today, uh, we're getting on tomorrow to uh, obviously do another trade deadline special. So, and those tend to go a little longer. So, I would just this yes. this one's just, if you're a Flyers fan, that's pretty much what this podcast is going to be for you. Nothing uh, but Flyers, to be honest. Then you can skip this one. Tune in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, kind of the lineup here. It's like Mike Mike said here. We're not gonna. There have been plenty of trades and some extensions and players on waivers. We're not going to talk about any of that until tomorrow because it's going to help us just you know cover a lot of you know, material tomorrow until more trades comes in. Um, obviously, the jury trade is one of the biggest topics of today's podcast for sure. But then the other half of that really is, you know, talking about uh, being realistic here. Um, what, who will be traded from the Flyers? What can they get? And, you know, essentially putting to rest any of those crazy rumors out there for other Flyers players. Uh, real quick here, I'm going to go over the stat head uh, provided by HockeyReference.com. And uh, you know, from there, this is going to be a Philadelphia show. So enjoy. Um, last night's top performers, David Perron and Brock Nelson, each putting up a hatchet with their respective teams. Um, Perron also had an assist. So four-point night for Perron. St. Louis, four shots on goal, 18 minutes and 19 seconds total ice time. Brock Nelson, a hat trick, three shots on goal. So that's pretty dang good. Three shots, three goals, uh, 18 and a half minutes of ice time. Jesper Brad for New Jersey, two goals and assist. Austin Matthews returning from his two game suspension, getting a goal and an assist. Um, Crosby and Evander Kane both potting two goals. Uh, Mitch Marner, two goals and assist. And Conor McDavid, a goal and two assists. Yesterday's top performers goalie-wise, uh, Logan Thompson for the Vegas Golden Knights. I actually never heard of him. Couldn't tell you a look about him. 0.974, excuse me, save percentage in 38 saves on 39 shots. Uh, same on for a long off. Um, two goals allowed on 39 shots, 0.949 save percentage. And Jake Allen for Montreal, 29 saves on 30 shots, 0.967 save percentage. Alex Vlasic made his NHL debut. For the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, uh, defenseman is 20 years old, uh, six minutes and 10 seconds of ice time, literally a whole lot of nothing, at least stats-wise, not even a shot on goal. But, hey, he made it to the show. That's all that matters. So, good, uh, congratulations to Alex Vlasic. Yesterday's scores, uh, Pittsburgh topping the Coyotes 4-1. Clayton Keller, 27th of the year, the lone goal for the Coyotes. Uh, Edmonton just uh, dominating New Jersey six to three, uh, part of Evander Kane and uh, you know getting his two goals. Leon Drysdale is forty first, McDavid is thirty fifth. Um, 
Edmonton improves to 35, 23, and 4. Uh, Montreal getting a rare win against uh, another defeated team in the Ottawa Senators. Josh Norris is 26 in the year, the long goal there. Cole Caulfield again scoring last night, just continuing to dominate under head coach Marty St. Louis. Montreal's 17, 36, and 9. Columbus uh, getting a very sneaky W against the Blues, 32, 28, and 3, compared to Blues. 34, 18 to 9, 5 to 4. Jay Forchick, only his fourth goal of the year, but that is a big goal for him there. Uh, Minnesota topping Chicago, 3 to 1. Seth Jones, his fourth of the year as well. Um, the lone goal for the Blackhawks there. Ryan Hartman, his 25th of the year. Yeah, Ryan Hartman. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. That's a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, just uh, pretty, pretty interesting there. Uh, Nashville six to three, uh, topping Toronto. Um, hard to believe, but true. Nashville has only three less wins than the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are 39 18 and five. Nashville improves at 36 22 4. So, Nashville is doing a hell of a lot better than I think either of us even predicted this year. So, hey, hats off to them. Um, today's games, one going on right now, actually. Uh, you have the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Islanders. The Islanders are up one nothing thanks to a Casey Zizekas slash um, Patrick Brown goal. I say Patrick Brown because the uh, Flyers player accidentally deflected the puck into his own net. It was going one way, tipped the other way. one uh-huh. nothing Jeff, Islanders Jeff, at the end Jeff. of one. The goal is to get to number one. Accident? Come on. Uh, you're all right. You're right. I'm sorry. Come on. Thank you. I, I think Patrick Brown's trying to do everybody a favor. So, you know what, Patrick Brown? I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Um, Good boy. Good boy, Patrick. To, he knows the drill. Uh, the other games going on today, Carolina gets the Rangers, 6 o'clock. Washington gets Dallas, 5 o'clock. 7 o'clock is Chicago and Winnipeg. And then 10 o'clock tonight, Buffalo against Vancouver. Um, the updated standings real quick. Uh, I'm just going to go in order. Uh not going to talk about points or anything. Carolina, Pitt, New York, Rangers, and Washington, the Metro in the Atlantic, Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston. They sneak into that fourth spot there. In the Central, Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota, Nashville. And in the Pacific, Calgary, LA, Edmonton, and Vegas. And as today's stat head, and now on to the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, because in case you didn't hear, or just finding this out through this podcast somehow i don't know how or why uh but maybe <laughs> maybe you're we are your way of getting a hockey news i don't know but either way the flyers after his thousandth game did officially trade their captain claude drew um i have a i have a comment about that last game i'll get to in a second but first the trade itself i know where um, it's going but it's okay go for it it was claude drew Jeremy Rubstoff, Connor Bunneman, and a 2024 fifth round pick for Owen Tippett, a 2023 third round pick, and a 2024 first round pick, which is a conditional first round pick. And if the pick is a top 10 selection, Philadelphia will instead receive Florida's 2025 first round pick. So that is the trick. Also, uh, the Flyers retained fifty uh, percent of Drew's contract. So right now, with the Panthers, he's playing at a four point one three seven uh, contract middle uh, for the next you know month or so. 
Um, but yeah, that's the that's what the trade was, you know, for since that uh that last game he played at home, there was a speculation even that night that maybe he's gonna be dealt. Uh it didn't happen. It didn't even happen the next day. It happened last night. Um so to me, when I initially heard everything about potential prospects that the uh, that were being rumored early on, uh, who was getting involved in everything, so this was a bit of a shock. Um, I know a lot of people aren't the biggest fan that we got Owen Tippett, who isn't really hasn't really pr- had, had seen that production as people may have thought he was going to have when he came into the league. Um, AHO wise, he's doing decently. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it just hasn't really come in the NHL yet. So maybe a new start will help, will help him, but that's all you really got. Yeah. And a third round pick and a conditional first round pick. Um, and the more I think about it, and I know a lot of people are kind of annoyed, but if you really kind of break down the trade itself, Essentially, to me, you can kind of because the one good thing is Flyers got rid of two of their prospects who haven't really been showing up or hadn't really uh, produced. So really going from two down to just one um, guy who hasn't really shown yet, but he has still some kind of potential. You know, we never know. Uh, But if and and the little bit that I saw the, the game today, he's looked decent. He hasn't really mm-hmm. shown him showcased himself outside of a maybe his first shift, which I mean, it's going to take time. He literally just got here, so he doesn't really have that much chemistry with anybody. So it's going to take him some time to get to get that with the team. Uh, I did not expect him to be playing this quickly after the trade happened. No, um, because honestly, I would have if I was running the Flyers, I would have wanted him to at least get a just a morning skate or a practice in, so he can at least meet the guys and get some kind of familiarity with them before he's just thrown right into a game facing the New York Islanders where the line you're on is probably not going to be producing that much because you're facing a really good defensive team. Yes. But um, it's interesting. He's currently on a line with Oscar Lindblom being centered by Morgan Frost. And what we mentioned earlier today is that it could either be something or a bit of nothing. Who knows? And also, I and going to what I was saying in that text is I thought it was going to be a little more more nothing than something because I felt like the people on that line I don't know if we were going to be able to get the best out of one another especially like if this game was Tuesday's game where you're playing Detroit I probably wouldn't mind it as much mm-hmm. because I think the Islanders have a more stingy defense or defensive way of playing than than the Red Wings do. So for a young guys or those three in particular, I th- feel like it was going to this game is going to be a hard one for them to try to muster that much. Correct. Also, it also, felt like late in the period, I didn't really see that line that much, at yeah. least in the game that that's happening right now. Um, I saw a lot more Kevin Hayes line, JVR line, mm-hmm. even and uh, even the fourth line. I barely saw that line. So I'm almost thinking that the, today's game that line's your fourth line. If you look at the, if, well, won't, we won't know until the end of the game, time of time of ice time or whatever. Um, but to me, I feel like that may be your fourth line today. Just how yeah, the how late not, in that period that went that 
you're, you're not. I very saw them very rarely. Um, also, one thing I will say real quick is I hate to do this now, but uh, it, it is not necessarily Flyers related, but there is a pretty big potential deal going on with Toronto. So, last time I checked, the Maple Leafs don't play in Philadelphia or in America for that matter. So, <laughs> I don't see how that fits in with today's podcast, Sir Jeffrey. I know, but it's like, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I mean, people are going to see it anyway, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. You'll, you'll, you'll see it, but anyway. Um, going back to, of course, Shiru, and I, uh, to be fair, oh. I was not expecting something with Toronto happen today at all. So, I don't know. anyway, going back to Shiru and the trade bill. Your initial reaction. So let's do it this way. Your initial reaction yeah. when you saw it, and now, however long it's been since to have it like sink. Kevin Hayes just scored to tie the game. It is officially one to one. On a beautiful feed, looks like by Travis Konechny, if not hey, Konechny uh, Joel Farabee. It was, let me see here. I'm trying to get the replay. Um, but no, so um, while I'm waiting for the replay, see who got the assist. Uh, great. Actually, it was, so it was Konechny who got the assist, but Joel Farabee should get credit for the secondary assist. He stole the puck and kind of you know scooped it and pushed the puck Farabee over to Konechny. Yeah. They both yeah, so great, great assist by Joel Fairby to quote-unquote steal the puck. And uh, Konechny finding a wide-open Kevin Hayes, 1-1 here in Philadelphia. So well, great goal there. Uh, 15-32 is left in the second. Um, but going back to my the initial trade or the shock factor, whatever you want to call it, I wasn't to, – to me – I was never really the biggest fan of Owen Tippett. I'm still not, but I'm willing to accept what he could be. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping he does well, of course, but we'll see what happens. Um, Let's see. And then, yeah, just... I... I think there is a, a good amount of potential for sure. Clearly, he wasn't doing much, if not anything at all. And I really think that a change, he's one of those guys I think could certainly benefit a change of scenery. And I almost feel like I could be completely wrong with this. I don't know. I, could, I have the sense and feeling that he kind of had the gut feeling, probably deep down saying, uh, I, you know, hearing his names and trade rumors or anything, probably he wouldn't be surprised if he's on the move. So on the move and even himself was thinking, yeah, I'm going to get traded, but this could be the best thing for me. So maybe um, but I'll put this into it. So if you throw Colorado into the mix, because those were the two main teams that mm-hmm. were pretty much in the mix for Drew. The other way, I feel like you were getting a player who hasn't been doing well. You were either getting Jost, who was traded, uh, or you were going to get Owen Tippett. And I didn't want yeah, Jost. You're not wrong. I, I, I don't want. I don't. I, I, here's my question for you: Why do people? And, and not he's just not good for you. 
But why That's do my, people have so much hate for Tyson Jones? He's he he's pretty solid defensively. I, I think it's more so because I think, like you said, he hasn't done anything. I think they're looking to get more of, of an offensive game out of him, where maybe, and depending on, you know, because the trade there was Niku Sturm one for one for Tyson Jones to Minnesota. And I think that's a win for both teams. Nico Sturm is a good centerman for the bottom six there for Colorado now. And then Tyson Jones goes to a team that probably best fits his style. Um, so I, I, I kind of like that team for trade for both teams. But um, I don't get that. So I and, I and I know we're going through another, another team, not talk, just talking Flyers here, but that trade doesn't that To me, it didn't seem like either team was relatively high on either player because you're not making a trade for a team you're you have a potential of facing in the playoffs who is a rival which is also why it's so interesting to me is it like said why trade with a division rival if you want to call them that and everything which i think is very again um but with that being said that kind of times back to Giroux and everything i do think that for Colorado, there because there's been so many different offers and rumors. But then there, so apparently they had a better package than the Florida Panthers. The only issue is Drew didn't want to go to Colorado. There was a report from Snow the Goalie podcast saying that Drew only wanted to go to Florida, and that was it. Nowhere else. Other teams called in. Fletcher called other teams, I think. But to my understanding, Drew only wanted to go to Florida. So that really ties his hands. Even if Colorado offers a good package, Drew doesn't want to go there because of his new movement costs. And that's an issue with this whole thing. And people are kind of forgetting the no movement cost. I guarantee you if Drew didn't have that, Fletcher would have gotten a much better package than this one. I don't think or, it's terrible. Or, I just and, and, and I was very confused yesterday by it. That's all for me. I was extremely confused. Or if you know this was say Ron Hextall Flyers, no rumors at all would come out of this, and maybe you could steal away because mate because where it gets out there. So I assume at some point Florida heard that, Oh, it's just us. Okay. Yeah. Well then this changes the whole thing. Whereas before, if you keep that under wrap and you still say, well, no, we still have this team and this team and this team in here. So what are you going to do to sweeten the deal? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, so I, th- that's... I think it was one of those things where there was just too much, Rumors coming out, fires can't rise. Right. Oh, for sure. Like, like I think they're kind of like, which in a makes way, me like kind of question: like, book. who? Where are the people getting their? Who's revealing the sources or right. saying these things? But if, if you were, if Fran Hexel was still here, none of that would get. You wouldn't out. hear anything until the. Like you wouldn't hear final. about it until the fires Twitter page said something. Oh, it, it's not even like even after they announce it you wouldn't hear about oh this person had this this person had mm-hmm. that you wouldn't hear about anything oh he was very ripped one off the post he was very quiet about 
letting yeah, shit. Extremely, almost too quiet. Um, but anyway, going back to the trade and everything. So my reaction was, and I told you this several times, I was very confused because they added in Garmin Rubisov and Connor Bunneman. Bunneman, he's nothing. Rubisov at this point is just turning project. it to nothing. Yeah. And he's, he's turning a, it to nothing. Per, right. German Rubisov is no different than no one tip it except tip it may have a little more NHL time. Right. Because I think there's and Rubstoff was drafted a year prior. He was. Um, I still think that for this trade, asset wise, and looking at everything as a whole now, I'm definitely less confused about the trade because of a lot of more information that I've been listening to and watching and reading over the last 24 hours. Um, or technically less than 24 hours now because the trade was made around 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time uh, last night. So with that, or finalized. Uh, so with that being said, though, at first I was extremely confused by the details and I thought, well, this doesn't make sense because the Flyers, they got to get more out of this, right? And so again, the trade was, um, you know, Giroux. Essentially, if you break, if you just to yeah. me, the thing that makes me not as bullish of it as other Flyers fans have is is getting Owen Tippett really that different from when we've gotten well two things one is it anyone real different than when we got thought Ryan Hartman or Derek Grant or Peter Morazic were going to help the team and ended up being nothing the only difference not is this really. guy's younger I, I, and if he doesn't I, I, pan out you can trade his rights away if he still got and that's the other thing because because that's a good point because he's an RFA and the Flyers would need to re-sign him by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like you said, probably just get rid of his rights. Um, yeah. I, I think that there could be more upside to Owen Tippett in Philadelphia than there ever was before. The reason being the team and assets like there are in Philly is more likely to help improve Tippett's game than Florida because in Florida, you know, they have a lot of offensive firepower. But where does he fit in that lineup? Obviously, he's not going to play in the top six. In the bottom six, you just have guys make like the Olchari grind away and beat the living piss out of you and just grind you down and really just battle against the boards. And Tippett, he, he's just goal scorer. Again, just looking at what he can do and when you're watching these highlights and everything from the past few years, um, all he does is try to score. Mm-hmm. And so far, what I've seen here, uh, literally, I'm watching the game and so far, he just he's skating around, skating around. He, he's lurking, kind of like almost what Ovechkin does, except obviously Ovechkin hangs out in this one spot. But for Tippett, he's been lurking around, just actively looking for the puck, which is fine. But it, it's just it's very interesting to see how the whole play in Philly. Mm-hmm. I think also, if he does get that scoring, if he gets that scoring prowess or whatever, or yeah. if people who are as draft year were saying he was supposed to be, a, they thought he was a sniper. Uh, Flyers fans would love that if he can find oh, his offensive game. But what do you think of this comparison? Now it may not be that people may not love it, um, but what if he's like? Because the only reason why I bring this guy up is because you put the picture in my mind when you were referencing it and where he fits kind of reminds me of Jonathan Druin when he was in Tampa. Yeah. 
because you're always saying, where does this guy fit? I mean, this team's so great, and this guy's good and all, or has potential of being but good. Where but where does he fit? fit? So they Ooh. kept putting him down and everything, and yeah. then they traded him to Montreal. And his first year there, or his first two years there, he's played pretty well. But since then, he's yeah. been pretty injury-prone. Um, but yeah, first year there, 77 games, 46 points, 13 goals, 33 assists. 81 games, 18-19, 53 points, 18 goals, 35 assists. Since then, it's it hasn't been great, but either way, just I don't just take what you will from that comparison. But just when you said that, that's just the first name that kind of popped in my You're head. You're not wrong. I actually really like that comparison. Um, I certainly think that. Also, he's younger than uh, Drew, and Drew is twenty six. Yes, um, let me see here. But I think that for Tippett, there is an upside. And getting out of Florida is going to help because I think a team like Philadelphia could do more for him than Florida does or could have. Because, again, it, it, like, like we're saying, where does he – fit he never really fit anywhere in that lineup and even when he fit in quotation marks there he didn't though because yeah. and i don't think he's this an line offensive he's, mindset he's playing and, on today is a good representation of what he could be playing on because when the flyers next year come into the season if he obviously is here and actually playing with us still he could have anyone from Coots, Hayes, Lawton. Um, I hope they acquire some center because they need it badly. I would imagine that they would. I don't know who that would be, but Elias Patterson. Elias Patterson. So let's say him. Then everything, sure. everyone else just bumps down a little bit. So in That's that sense, perfect. if he's Thumbs playing, up. let's say he's playing with Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes can find people open relatively easily. Or if you Not say only that, but Drew doesn't Kevin stay Hayes, in Florida. And he comes back again. I think, yeah. Again, these are all hypothetical situations. I don't know if he's going to. Nobody really knows, just because here we are right now. But also, it's like I don't know. Um. Anyway, so look at this trade as a whole. You know, for basically Drew for Tippett, blah blah blah. It essentially evens out, like we were saying earlier or uh, last night, as you say. But overall. Um, one of the thoughts I did want to bring up about this is because it keeps coming up a lot. No, Fletcher didn't really get a lot for Giroux. One, two of the prospects that were rumored to potentially be in a deal was um, Mackie Semiskevich, who plays for Michigan, and he is an unbelievable prospect. He's their second best prospect. Or um, Dennis Sankoff. He didn't come away with either. Now, what bugs me is the the uh, Panthers had a deal in place, or or an offer, I should say, for Giroux originally, but then the Flyers went back and said, like, no, this isn't going to work. You need it up your price or offer whatever. So that kind of worries me is 
the fact that this first round pick played a big part in it, I'm really curious on what the original deal was going to be. But I guess it does also sound like a guy like Tippett, who is NHL ready in a way. Um, more closer. Or more closer. That's probably the best way to put it. You would also need to include another first. But again, because you need the first season until 2024, but Fletcher, he won't even be here to make that pick. I guarantee you that by the time that the free agency, let alone even the draft rolls around, Chuck Fletcher is going to be gone. That's my early prediction. I think I'm going to stand by because I think that there's too much going on right now. And we'll see what happens. But I think the also a big part that plays into it is how does this trade deadline work out for Fletcher? Now, he might do better compared to what he did with Giroux in a way, only because, meaning because he won't be so limited. The new move clause really limited Chuck Fletcher to literally that one team because it's the only thing that's what happens when you have someone who has it a full no move clause to waive it is that they have that potential to go wherever they want. And then it's up to your general manager, whoever, to make that deal work for you and for both sides. So this is, and and don't get me wrong, it wasn't Fletcher you gave them that. It was, uh, I think, Holmgren or uh, or even uh, Hextall, I think. Mm-hmm. One of those two gave him the, the new move clause. I, I think it was probably uh, Hexy. Yeah. But either way, though, that that this is where it's the worry, though, is, you know, first up like this. But with that being said, though, I don't hate the return. It I was Paul Holmgren. Uh, you know, it was Holmgren. Okay, I, I was wondering. In July that. of 2013. Oh, wow. Okay, so literally leading up to his... That what, new what move is, clause then, didn't take effect until 2015-16, though. Interesting. That season. That's very interesting. All right, well, there you go. Um, but overall, what I will say is obviously I don't love the return. I don't hate it either. You could only get so much for Claude Giroux. The first round pick is big because they could use that to move up in the draft in this year or next year for a superstar like Shane Wright or Connor Bedard, who's going to be even better. But they could also use that first-round pick to go get a legitimate number one center like Elias Patterson. Who, and the reason why I keep bringing him up on multiple podcasts is because, again, He's not having the greatest season this year, and I feel like nope. Vancouver is kind of cooling on him a little bit. Which, if that's the case, I would be knocking on their doorstep every day. And then, yeah, I still and, and we'll get to the Flyers' other trade, you know, candidates in a second. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna finish up with Giroux here. I personally think that I've been going back and forth on this, but I, I do. The more I'm thinking about it, I think Giroux does come back to Philly next year. Mm-hmm. In free agency. Now, of course, it depends on what Fletcher does, but uh, it also might depend on what happens with Fletcher because looking at a couple of different reports, Fletcher saying, oh, him and Drew obviously had this great relationship. Of course, he's going to say that you know, out in public, mm-hmm. but I would really like to know going behind the scenes because behind the scenes, 
it's and maybe people are looking too much into this. I They're don't know. Too much into it. I, I you know, I, it, it, it's possible. It. It, it's certainly possible. Of oh, uh, Giroux and Fletcher doesn't have as great a relationship as people might think they do. You probably looking too much into it. Who, who even knows? But never know. So we who also cares? It does, I don't think that means he's automatically turned off by the fires because of one general manager. Right. Yeah. If and if Chuck comes back to him during the summer and he's like, okay, hey, come back. We want you back. We 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 filled pieces. We think we've got a more content, more of a chance to contend. Mm-hmm. If you come back, they'd be great. You know, let's bury the hatchet if we had an issue from before, and then go back to it. Right. We, I can give and- you back your C. And we can, you know, start new fresh. Start fresh. Yeah, I, I really think that the Flyers won't name him captain until Giroud comes back because they'll just give him or, the captaincy again. Yeah, or next season. Or, just, if he's or, not or next then. season. Right, exactly. If he doesn't not come him, back, it's not Kateri, yeah. I was going to say, if it doesn't come back, it's down to two players. Ideally, Sean Couturier or... Again, kind of reiterating the fact that your best player does not need to be your team captain. Possibly Scott Lawton. I know you're not yes high on the idea. Yes and no, no. For me personally, I really think and like the idea that Scott Lawton is the potential um, next captain want- for the Flyers if it's not. So, my biggest issue with that. Would be, it's minor, it's a little thing, but I wouldn't want my captain to be a third line guy who's a center, but he's better at wing than he is at right. what his natural position is. Right. No, I, and I get that. I think that's fair too. Cause, and like, but it's like, I, would you re- also really want your captain on a top nine role and not even? first or second line, which is kind of interesting too. He doesn't have to be. It's just like an, another interesting net. It's me, like a little side note there. And no offense, Scott Lawton, but I feel like if you may name him captain, it's like naming Dustin Brown captain. I mean, I personally think that Lawton... So, Lawton, he's a very solid two-way player. He can score. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. not going to get you 30 goals every year, but he, he, he can score. Um, he, you know, it, it's, I would, I would give when we've talked about this before is I would get yeah. on the a first and see how he does with that and getting more of a leadership role outside of just being a great locker room right. presence, which no, it sounds sure. like he is, which that's great and all, but I feel like that's not enough for me to say your captain material captain. because okay. to me, and the reason why it's majority of the time, it's one of your best players is because when push comes to shove, when you need a goal, when you need something, can you rely they on this person? can go out and get you that goal. Yes. And I don't know if Scott Lawton can really do that. You're not wrong, but he has had some very clutch moments during his career. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. You know, and, you know, especially during the playoffs, he, he's had some pretty strong moments. Mm-hmm. You know, is he Giroux? No, obviously not. No one is going to be Giroux ever again. There's no such thing as replacing Claude Giroux. Um, but unless you believe Claude Giroux, and it's going to be Joel Farabee. I would like to see what Farabee does and how he responds with or without Giroux to be more uh, forward. 
Well, the benefit that he will have is that he'll have Katuria. And Katuria yes. can set him up just as well. Because even before then, Katuria was on his wing. So that's the benefit that Fairview will have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for sure it's probably going to be um, Katuria for talking. Right. Which, which would make sense if Giroux, of course, does not come back. Yes. Um, yeah, um, so I think I like that, though. All right. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, though, you have um, the trade deadline, of course, tomorrow. Three o'clock Eastern time is when the time is up. Reminder, even past three o'clock, trades can still trickle through. So as long as you submit in some kind of uh, electronic paper, whatever form, saying that there's a trade by 2.59, then it's valid. Yep, and that's why you always hear trades come in uh, later on. But anyways, let's transition a little bit here. Um, that list you were talking about, because obviously with the deadline coming up, um, the next most likely person to be dealt is the person who is not playing tonight or today right now, and uh, Justin Braun. And, and I know you didn't want to bring this up before, but it does reference the Flyers a little bit. But do you want to mention your Toronto... Maple Leafs thing. I do because I originally was going to say Braun did Toronto, but probably not happening anymore because the Leafs, while we were podcasting, and Kevin Hayes has his second goal of the game just like that. Two to one Flyers on the power play. Power play goal in this, in this economy, you betcha. Flyers are up two to one with five oh five remaining in the second. Juicy rebound for Hazy there, uh, his second of the game. And honestly, real quick for Hayes before we get to the Toronto trade here, I'm super happy for Kevin Hayes. He's had a hell of an off season. He's had a horrible start this season, couple setbacks, but he he's you know just slowly getting back to yeah he's he's crushing it. So now honestly, I'm I'm happy for Hayes. Um, looks like Farabee gets his second assist of the game, another low po-check pass. So good stuff from uh, Farabee and from Hayes there. But anyway, going to the trade, though, it does sound like uh, mul- uh, sorry, multiple draft picks are going back to the Toronto Maple – sorry, going from Toronto Maple Leafs to the Seattle Kraken for Mark Giordano. So big trade there. As big, big trade, big, big trade because Geo is going to, be, and this is also a huge reason why I didn't think it was worth the crack in naming him captain. It That's makes sense. I kind of, more think about it, that makes even more sense now because you could just do that and do what they just did get a couple yeah. of draft picks for dude, just going to have 90 for a year. I mean, you, ha- you raise his profile a little bit, not that it's any surprise that he's a great captain or a great leader because he's been that for his whole, whole career pretty much. Right. Um, I will say, though, um, for uh, going back to uh, Gio, though, so still waiting on final details, but it will be Mark Giordano going one way to Toronto in exchange for multiple draft picks. Still waiting on confirmation, but again, that is 
why it's of... such a big deal on probably shutting out the door for Justin Braun going to Toronto. Um, I mean, you never know. It's certainly possible that he could, for whatever odd reason, still go there. Well, Toronto's probably going to look more towards goaltending at this point now that you got Drew. Exactly, especially because the fact they put Pumarazic on waivers. So, yeah. Um, but with that being said, I realistically don't see Giordano, sorry, um, Braun going to Toronto anymore. No. So, with that being said, now, where does he go instead? Edmonton? I would if, I, if I'm Edmonton or if I'm a team that doesn't have a great blue line, I'd uh, call I mean, that's them. a lot um, of teams right now. Plus, Braun only has a what? Which is what Chuck said earlier today is that they've apparently had a number of calls for Justin Ron. They have. um, Which is enough to say, hey, don't play today. Uh, Which is more you can say about Broussard, who I didn't expect to get traded, but you're obviously, if more names, if more people were calling about Broussard, he'd probably want to be playing right now. But he's playing right now. So, um, there's a good chance he's not going to get out. And again, if he probably wasn't as injury prone as he was this season, he probably would have yeah. been another name because they're out there. Um, but for Braun at this point, because um, he could eliminate Boston and uh, Toronto at that point, since Boston just traded for uh, Lindholm, which we'll talk mm-hmm. more about tomorrow. Uh, so they won't need a de- They don't really need defense uh, or third line or anything else. Um, Correct. So you throw those two teams out. Florida, probably you're not going to trade him to Florida no, as well. I would say, honestly, Edmonton. Um, yeah, Edmonton seems like the most realistic kind of thing. Um, unless you want to say maybe as a surprise team, maybe like Nashville or someone, just because they're right on that cusp of the playoffs. And if they want some more on their blue line, that can be mm-hmm. more rel- relatively there besides just Phil Myers, who hasn't really been there for them as they probably hoped he would be. Yeah. Um, and Justin Braun also hasn't played terribly too this year. He's, like last year, he's probably one of the Flyers' better defensemen this season. Yeah, and, and even this year, like I mean, this year and last year, he's been better. Like th- this is probably the best he's looked since 2017, 2018. Because last few years he's been nothing but a minus player. It, last year was a, he was an even zero um, on the plus minus part. The year before that minus two. Then there's one year he was minus seven in San Jose. So he, he hasn't looked good, but he's been he, he hasn't been terrible the last year and a half or two for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that the Flyers realistically could get a solid return for him because they gave up. A, solid return to get him. They gave him a the, second it's, it's and like a when third you, to get It's like him. when the Eagles got rid of Carson Wentz for two first-round picks. You aren't getting first-round picks for Carson Wentz. You're probably not going to get the same return that you traded to get for Justin Braun. Right. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, depending on what the team I could say could you probably do. get a third or a fourth for Justin Braun. Honestly, it sounds crazy, but just because Edmonton in this hypothetical scenario, and I want to bring up their team friendly to even see if they 
have the picks, of course, first. But uh, they got a first and a second, and the Flyers could use those. Not that so, they're going to get them, but yeah, uh, no, you can get play. next so, year. You can get next year's third or fourth this, round for Edmonton because it's crazy, and because Ken Holland's GM, who's known for making pretty bad signings and trades all around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they got I Dun- could I see two thousand. Now bear with me, but two thousand twenty-two second, two thousand twenty-three third. And just for good measure, 2023-6. I know this sounds like a that's, lot. That's a it's lot. Ken Holland. It's Ken I know Holland. It's Ken, I, know I don't it's trust Ken him Holland, as GM. But... Yeah, I, are, if you're telling me you've enough confidence in Ken Holland to make a deal where it's only a fourth-round pick, maybe a best of third-round pick, he's going to overbuy on Justin Braun. He's yeah, a very reasonable salary. And mean, a third mil and a he's a right-handed defenseman, and he's a playoff veteran who has experience going to the cup final. Not many players have. He's going to overbuy. Now, maybe it's not a second and third and a six. Maybe it's a, a two-thirds, or maybe it's a third, a fourth, and a six. Who knows? But I think the likelihood of he's going to overbuy big time. They did no, give up a he's not going to get a first pick for Keith. That's my point. And Duncan Keith hasn't really been anything for that's a my years point. now. That's my point. Mm-hmm. He's going over by. But, so I wouldn't be surprised if somehow the Flyers got a second, third, yeah. and a sixth. Mm-hmm. Or get Yamamoto. Oh, I love Yamamoto. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that those are that's a team I would say. Um, maybe Dallas, but I, I don't. I don't know. But the two, I would say, the two, I would say, there is probably, I would say Nashville if you want a a third D pair or Edmonton. You already have a pretty a trade relationship with the Flyers, anyways. You've just made a trade this past off season, yeah. Um, Which neither side has really seen, um, you know, the best side of. Ryan Ellis played about four games for the Flyers, and Feldmeyer's has Patrick gone up and down. Patrick played zero. Pete. Yeah, he's gone because up he down. was Pat. dealt to um, Vegas. Vegas, and, and um, Cody Glass is in their AHL system, doing pretty well in the AHL system. But he's only played four games, the same amount of games as uh, Ryan Ellis has for the Philadelphia Flyers. Four. But I would say if, you, if just to keep that good defense you already got going and you can maybe take some pressure off of Ekholm and Yossi, I would probably, if I'm Nashville, I'm trying to get a Braun if it's not too much. Because also they got two third-round picks this year. And a fourth. They got all their picks this year except for their sixth. And 2023, they got everything except for seven. Yeah, that's true. 
So what about Martin Jones? I would throw maybe Toronto back in the loop for that one. They do need goaltending. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be like a sixth, maybe seventh. And either way, it's it's going to be like what you, if I had to get uh, similar to what Chuck got for Eric Gustafson last year, which was like a seventh. He got a seventh, too. You're my thing. So it was rumored that Edmonton wanted a fifth round pick or was going to give up a fifth for Martin Jones and Chuck Fletcher said no. So that's why I think it's going to be a little bit more than a fifth. I still think that by the end of the day, a fifth round pick is what you're absolutely going to get best for Martin Jones. He's been at most just below average this year. I mean, he's overall, but the last last three, his last three games, he's looked really well. So I think by that, because of that, I think, and, that he's playing now as you're getting closer to the playoff time. Um, and if you can keep him in that rate for a team like Toronto or whatever, uh, or even Edmonton, if you want to throw them back in there, because they're always going to need goaltending help um, as a backup or whatever, I think that's set because you can make the same argument that you just made with Justin Braun. Guess who his teammate was that same year? Martin Jones. He may not be the same goaltender as he was then. But I think that's still somebody you could potentially go after if you're Toronto. Other no, Toronto doesn't have good. you'd have to get a 2023 sixth because um, Toronto has had the third, fourth, fifth, or sixth this year. Yikes! And now, depending on what they gave up for Giordano, yeah. So far, by the way, going back to Flyers for a second. Um, Tippett has four shots, one on one shot on goal, ten minutes of ice time as far as the debut. But in terms of the deadline, those are the two that you could realistically see being dealt. Um, I don't see anyone else being dealt. Um, I don't think you're going to have a situation like you did last year, where like, oh, is Lawton going to be traded or not? <laughs> the only situation like that was for Clojure. And he was dealt. And he was dealt. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so I, so going, so real, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, so Martin Jones, I think that, because Edmonton also needs goaltending. So my, my opinion is they offered one fifth round pick far. So no, I think they'll offer two and that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say two fifths. From Edmonton to uh, Philly for Martin Jones, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'd be good with that too. Um. um anyway, uh, another name I wanted to go over real uh, quick. Former Flyer Mark Friedman has a two-year ex- contract extension with the Penguins. Oh man, look at that! No, he did not enjoy his time at the end with the Flyers. Nah. And maybe he's suspected something, and that's why we're having shit problems now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry, was no. that out loud? 
Yikes. Oh, I was going to look up someone's line combos on Daily Faceoff, and I cannot remember for the life of me who it was. Oh, well, we're going to go. Um, anyway, next player. This one's going to take literally a millisecond. Keith Handel, no one's going to trade for him because no one wants – and uh, surprisingly, teams have inquired about him, which I'm shocked by. But by the end of the day, well, it's not worth a- it. Yeah, because if, if they want some kind of offensive defenseman to feel right, here's the even, issue with that though. There's do you know how many games are left in the regular season? Like a solid 20 after mm-hmm. the deadline, easily 15 20 games. Do you really want to be the team that ends his Iron Man streak? Think about how much shit Florida got for at first scratching Keith Yandel ahead of the game that would have ended his Iron Man streak. But then they announced that he was back in. Do you really want to be that team that ends that streak? The Flyers, I think by the end of the day, they're just going to keep yeah, them so they I get think it. he also has a no-trade clause, too. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he has um, no he has a no-trade clause. So That's unfreaking believable That's why probably no one's really been reaching out, because he probably doesn't want to be want to wave it, because he wants that Iron Man streak to stay. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. So again, unless like the Flyers some way somehow get, oh no, he is. That's a full new tree clause. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at that! All right, I'm going to say it. Yeah. He's here to stay. Yes. All right. Well, I I wasn't going to, you know. Yeah, I he wasn't. wasn't thinking, he's he, going to get. Yeah, he wasn't anyway, going to get that anyways. Yeah, because even if you say yeah. offensive defenseman, he only only put up 15 points this year. What's I mean? If you're looking for offensive ability in the playoffs, that's not even for a defenseman. That's not you know that much. Um, uh, now looking Derek down Broussard. the oh Derek Broussard, I did mention him a little bit, but again, I feel like if he wasn't hurt all season, pretty much, I feel like he would have probably uh, been dealt because he's and the games he's played, he's played pretty well in. Remember the beginning of the season? He yeah, he's got and thirty games. Goal. He's got he sixty good. points. He was doing good at the beginning of the season. Then that's when he got his first injury. That Even with all his injuries, injury. he's almost got as many four less points this year than he did last year with Arizona. Yeah, and less games. It's a good friend. Yeah, but again, I, I feel like because there's so few games that he had in there that I feel like. And because it's been such a reoccurrence of his injury, even though it's rare for that to happen, I feel like he's uh, he's here to stay too. Yeah, and that's pretty much um, it in terms of guys. I really think that Broussard, he's a guy looking at his career in the playoffs. He's done pretty well. Surprisingly, he the unbelievable run with the Senators where he put up uh, what was it? I mean, it was... 11 points in 19 games. I mean, that's not nothing. That's not nothing. For the he goals. did a little better with the Rangers in 14-15 though. Uh, 16 did. points in 19 games. I mean, that's, and, and there's the one series where he only, it was only one series in five games but he had four points. So the production is there. I think a team... Who's in that? Hey, we just need depth. We need a center. We need someone who 
could potentially get his points and, and step up when we need him to depth wise. I could see a team maybe like why not St. go Louis? to your tenth team? Derek? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um I really feel like that's it in terms of guys at the deadline for tomorrow. Oh, 100%. That's all. But there are four guys that we're just going to shut down the rumors right away. Ivan Provorov, Travis Sandheim, Travis Konechny, James Van Riemsdyk. The easiest one is uh, James yeah. Van Riemsdyk. Yeah. He won't be traded because no one's taken on that $7 million cap it. Uh, Arizona will. But if they do that, you're looking at a very similar deal to the Sheen Goss' Bear one where the Flyers have to pay Arizona more for Arizona to take on that full cap. And I don't feel like the Flyers want to do that again. The only other it suggestion only I cost, have... I mean, it cost you a second round, but it was a seventh that was from St. Louis and a 2022 second round pick. Yeah, but... Is that really and, worth a second? Because think about it, it's going to cost for his whole it, contract. If it costs, if they can do that for seven million dollars, that gives the Flyers seven million dollars to work with to sign Johnny Hockey if they wanted to, to because that's the money he's going to want to get at least. He's going to um, want eight. Exactly. So you're going to need if you want a guy like that, you're going to have to get rid of money. And I feel like at this point. JVR, I don't, I think at, at how old is he? He's 32. It's hard to believe. Uh, he's got two years left. Uh, one, sorry, one year left after this year. That was seven mil. Um, so if someone takes that, you know, and his production this year, oh, I at least put up 14 goals. That's news to me. Um, but it's still no secret. I feel like he's not long for being here in Philadelphia. And I feel like I don't know how much value he has at this point. So I, I think, don't think if, he is if, much. No, because people are just going to see him as he is right now with the Flyers is a depth player who can put up offense or put up numbers. Because he, he's he been consistent but streaky. That's the best way to describe it. He's them. just streaky. He's not really that consistent. Well, no, because he's been consistent because he's been putting out 40 plus points the last three years since he's been here. Yeah, Only because when, he's, he's a very streaky player where if he gets hot, he's hot. But when he's cold, he is really cold. But like, There's no but, in between. Hey, hey, still 40 plus points each year. His first season back in play, he about 27 goals. Just saying. That's great. <laughs> How so, many, he's he's gotten less and less points since well 20 last year he put up three more points but yeah. either way both anyway so really my point overall though is he's not going to go anywhere unless the flyers offer similar package to the gossip spare one for which i think team. they would i think i really do think they would do which you never know it's Arizona. The only other reason why he's gone sooner before his contract actually expires mm-hmm. is if they retain half his salary at the end of the deadline next year or at any point at all. Other than that, no one's touching that contract. Or, uh, ooh, that's a good thought, Michael. Thank you, Michael. 
What if you say, I guess they probably want to say yes, but you know, who's they? Seattle has a good amount of money. And what if you say we do a little bit of what we did getting Cam Atkinson? And we get someone like, I don't know, Yanni Gord. If you're Ron Francis, are you really trading Yanni freaking Gord for James and Reamsday? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Michael, a.k.a. that version of Ron Francis. I'm talking to Ron Francis, Ron Francis. To the one and only actual Ron Francis, are you really, would you even consider trading Yanni Gord, a proven Stanley Cup champion, proving top six forward, he's going to be in late threat for years to come, for an aging James Van Riemsdyke who can't, who can barely even pot twenty goals. I'd say no. If I was Seattle, if I'm Philly, I'd make that deal one hundred percent every single day of the week. He put up similar numbers. Just saying, he's two years younger. Course thirty. Course thirty. That's news to me. Mm-hmm. Either way. Fine, I guess I'll take Jordan Eberle. God. I don't like Jordan Eberle, to be honest. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Shoot. Go away. <laughs> anyway. James Ian Reeves, the only realistic possibility actually train for him is if you include picks to retain all the salary. I would do that. Or you get or retain half salary. Or some way somehow get a guy like Yanni Gord one for one for JBR. I'd be all for it, but it's not happening. Travis Sanheim, let's get him. He's looked exceptional lately. He's not going anywhere for no. a couple. There was more only years. one report that's really even said that he's been exactly. He was meant, or somehow he was brought up. But if it was going to happen, it would have to be a perfect, right. like, deal for the Flyers to say kind of even, like. How okay. Ivan Provorov would need the perfect deal. He would need a substantial amount of a return. He would get that because I think there's still teams that and people who think very highly of Ivan Provorov, even though he's been very inconsistent. Um, yeah, but I, no, I yeah, would also, I, think you're right. I also get the point because there was also the thing that the Flyers want to see how much or how he goes gets along with Ellis and how that helps because he really and hasn't had any I don't games. Think- and that, was, that is exactly why I don't think the Flyers are trading Ivan Provorov anytime soon. No. Because they genuinely wanted to see how Ivan Provorov pairs with Ellis. And mm-hmm. we got four games of that, and that was it. Because yeah. Ellis was out. And even then, season. even before that, Ellis was hurt in training in training camp. He was. So you so never really not, got a full no. Provorov and Ellis. They may have talked here and there. We got a rare sighting of Ryan Ellis at the thousandth ceremony. We did. We proved he's alive and well. Yes, well, yes, yes. Somewhat yes. well. Yes, I broke the news to Jeff, I, and it made me crack up. So appreciate how you broke it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I think though, yeah. So unless you get the absolute perfect deal, Provorov's similar to Sanheim, you're not going to get anywhere with him. Um, now with that being said, though, once Ellis comes back and then they play together, 
they didn't get a good idea on how they do, you would get a good feel for, okay, far as we're moving on or they're not. And, and maybe it depends on, I'm also curious on how they do when they have an actual head coach and not Mikey L. That's the other big part of it to me. Whoever that is going to be. So whoever that might be, whether it's Rick Tockett or someone else, I'm curious on Barry how Trotz. I would like Barry Trotz. Um, I Lou think Lamarillo that, has a history of firing head coaches. Just Spreading it out there. Thank you, Lou. That is the best news. Even when they were on that, even when he was doing well with the Devils, he would still fire head coaches. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 definitely in his DNA to fire head coaches. And if he feels like because this year they, even though there's a lot of reasons for them not doing as well, but for them not getting to the playoffs after they just missed out the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. I'd be surprised. No. Um, all right, this last one, and then we're pretty much done. Yes. Travis Konechny, he is not going anywhere for now. For now. Because I think the LA Kings, although they'll push for him at the deadline, because teams have called for him, I really think that unless they get the perfect deal now, which wouldn't make sense, or realistically, I don't think they will, he will be dealt by the deadline. Sorry, um, offseason, offseason. Um, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't see Travis Konechny on the Flyers next year. Unfortunately, I don't either. I love TK, and I always I'm will. Kind of, but unfortunately, I, he's. I'll be honest. To an I'll end. be honest. I'm kind of cooling on Konechny. I'm seeing him. I don't know if it's he's just in his head too much, but whenever I, I and, think whenever I really occasionally watch a game or whatever and see him with the puck, he's. I feel like he's second guessing himself too much. Where it's. It's, he doesn't have any confidence, and that is just destroying him. And the other get the other day against Ottawa, he had a turnover that led to a Senators goal. I did see that. Yeah, he did have a nice uh, assist though earlier today. He also only um, has in two more games. He's got uh, two or sorry, nine more games. He's got two more points than he did last yeah. season, which he did not play well in last year either. No. Yeah, but so. All in all, though, I still think he's got value. That's why I think he can he's get got a good a amount for him. For sure. And he's locked up for quite a bit of time. So that's why it's and worth it's not going a, for someone. It's not a him. horrible contract either. I think he it, could easily find his game again. Um, I think it's just a mixture of the fires not playing well and him just having confidence issues, which you can pretty much find anywhere. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I think he does, in fact, go to LA. Depends on what LA wants to give up. I say now. he goes to Vancouver, but that's just me. Because he won Pedersen, I know. Um, what would you say? <laughs> How do you, you know? For, I don't know, just a hunch. What would you say about this? TK in the 2024 first, probably something else for Lies Pedersen. Yeah, I do that. Well, I know you would, but I'm saying, is that a realistic and fair trade for Vancouver as well? I think it is because you get a scoring threat at times because don't get me wrong connecting he put up 24 goals three seasons three consecutive years he put up 61 points in the bubble season so he's got this scoring touch he's just got to find his game again right now unfortunately time's coming out running out in philly i think he'll find it again in vancouver maybe 
but probably in LA. What, what would you trip? But I'm just if you're saying LA, what would you? What would that deal look like to you? Well, that's the other problem is you easily would need a roster spot. Yeah. How would you feel about? Because they're not going to give up someone like Alex Turcott for Travis Konecki. That is probably one of the worst trade offers or proposals you would ever see. Obviously, there'd be a lot more involved, but it's you know it would be horrible. Um, but that being said, because I think they've been rumored to trade him for some reason, uh, you know they just got him. I would love one Victor Arvidsson. I think that the Flyers would get more in that return. So it'd be like Arvidsson and picks for Connect Me. Mm-hmm. Or Arvidsson and a prospect in a pick or two. So we'll see. see so it's not happening to the offseason. I think he's yeah, going we, get, we got time for that. And we can obviously give more of our predictions if we want to do that once the offseason actually comes. But yeah. Um, with that, with the deadline itself, less than See, 23 hours away. We will be on at, what, 130 p.m. 130-ish, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be breaking least, down the rest of the trades. That's already happened some more today. Um, still waiting on the final word about the March Giordano trade from Seattle to Toronto. But either way, we'll break down tomorrow. Yep. And give me your thoughts. And see, will uh, other players – Players from the Philadelphia Flyers go anywhere else. We will find out. <laughs> uh, and with that, we'll see you next time. But obviously, should give you an idea that there's going to be no underachievers tomorrow either.